This is The Stash, and you're listening to the Business Bottom Line Podcast, coming to you from the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. We're in the foothills of the Smokies talking business with people just like you who are responsible for the bottom line, sharing business tips to inspire, inform, and improve, and turn your bottom line from red to black. Well, welcome to the podcast today. We have a guest with us from inside the agency, Mr. Michael Schubert. Hello. And uh, actually, Michael Schubert the third. That's correct. Right. Okay. All right. We had to get that in there. So, uh, Michael, tell us, uh, give us a little background. Tell us who you are and what you're doing. Hello. Uh, like Bill said, I'm Michael. I um, have lived half my life here in Greenville, Tennessee. I... I'm newly starting here at Community Insurance and Tash and Associates. Um, I sell community, or um, excuse me, I sell employee health benefits, and um, I'm excited to get going. Yeah, okay. Well, we're glad to have you on board. We're looking for big things out of you, so the bar's really high. Oh, no. <laughs> so tell me, are you an Android or an iPhone guy? Uh, definitely iPhone. iPhone guy. I'm thinking... You know, with all the Google stuff and that's going on here, I'm thinking maybe I should switch over to Android, but it's just been Google or um, iPhone my whole life. Oh, yeah, that, that's that's kind of hard, but uh, we are uh, we are mostly Android. Uh, but I always rib uh, all our friends at church or iPhone people, and so I'm they always are. I'm always haggling them over over yeah. which one. But you know, it's a personal thing. They both work fine. Uh, but we are kind of invested in uh, Google backend stuff, so it makes it a little bit easier. So tell us a little bit about your family. Um, so I am the eldest of six kids. Um, my youngest two siblings are adopted, one of them from Johnson City and the other one from Bulgaria. Um, super cool. So been a lot of my life has been very family-oriented as far as helping my parents care for the younger siblings since there's so much going on. Um, which has been, I think, a huge blessing in my life. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about self-sacrifice and putting others first, which is um, probably a good lesson to learn early on. For sure. Um, Dad has always been a manager of some company, and Mom's stay-at-home mother, and she take, which is a full-time job, let me tell you. And... <laughs> um, that's as much as I know about my family. Well, uh, yeah, you do have a big family, uh, and I'm sure you, you know how to take care of kids more than most at your age. I feel like I've already gone through the whole parenting process yeah, from you do. infant all the way up to 20s. Yeah. <laughs> That's neat. you got a great family. You do. You have a great family. Well, tell me, have you? is there a, a favorite book you have, something you've read lately, or just a favorite book that you've read that you would share with us about it? Mm. So, my mentor recommended a book by R.C. Sproul's called The Holiness of God, which has been super impactful in my life. And a few R.C. Sproul's books, but this one has just um, changed a lot of my thoughts about how I approach God and how I approach Christi Christianity as a whole, mm. which has been super helpful because um, understanding who God is, is should be a basis of your Christian life. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think I had a proper aspect of how great and majestic he is and, mm -hmm. and consequently how terrible my sin is. 
and that's been a big impact as far as um, what my priorities are because it's helped me understand that a lot of my priorities are unfortunately very self-centered as opposed to living my life for him and for others. Well, uh, we can all align ourselves with that comment. And it is a process of uh, understanding ourselves in relationship to God and getting that proper perspective. Uh, getting it earlier in life is a good thing. And I'd say you're not late uh, in that respect because you've not been on this earth that long yet. But it's good that you're able to uh, take input like that, think about it, and come to a better place of understanding. That's, Absolutely. that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, tell me what your hobbies are. Uh, what do you like to do when, uh, well, I don't know. I usually say when, if you had all the money you, you needed and uh, you didn't have to work, what would you be doing? Mm. If, all, if I had all the money I needed, I it would probably consist of two things. Secondarily, it would be probably playing sports with friends. Um, probably three or four nights a week, I'm playing pickup games with my buddies. <laughs> Um, and then primarily, as I found out, is like just devoting a massive amount of time, primarily because the joy I find in it is volunteering at church, mm. which I um, am involved in several ministries there. And I don't do it because it's profitable, because it's not. <laughs> there's no money to be made, but I, the profitability has definitely become comes from the joy within I find in that, which is yeah. I, find, I find a lot more purpose and a lot more meaning in life. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, giving from an overflowing heart is different than doing something out of duty uh, because you have to or because you're supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's where the joy comes from when you do things and, and the heart's lined up with what you're doing. Well, that's cool. Uh, sports are good. Keeps the body fit, right? Keeps the body yeah. fit. Keeps the mind healthy. Doing yeah, that. just don't don't invite me into those things because it would kill me. So <laughs> it's a little challenging. Sometimes. But I do have good memories of that in the distant past. I gotcha. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit more uh, about you. You've given us some insight into how you think and what you're spending your time. Uh, what? Tell me a little bit about what you hope to accomplish with this challenge that's put before you with your role in Tash and Associates. What what kind of things do you hope to accomplish in that and kind of who do you think you're going to be able to help? Yeah, so um, I honestly think helping helping others is a major, major motivational factor in my life. And being employee benefits, I'd love to be able to help employees who are dedicated to their work and employees who are dedicated to the work, excuse me. Um, and in that sense, um, I'd love to be able to take on the challenge of helping as many employers as I can, um, keeping those employees um, who are dedicated to their work. Yeah, and, and, and that, is, that is a worthy goal and it's one that will help you succeed because uh, we were talking earlier uh, before the podcast uh, about people and, you know, the goal of an employer is, what well, doesn't matter what kind of business you're doing, if you're doing insurance or manufacturing or wh whatever it is, is to find good people and uh, get them on board and then keep them so that they can earn well and that the business succeeds. So... Uh, providing benefits uh, is is definitely a piece of that. You want to keep 
you want to keep the good people by helping them. Uh, uh, and we don't always think about insurance as, as being finance, but it certainly has that effect uh, because when people have an injury uh, or an illness and they can't work for a period of time, uh, having a fallback like a disability plan that you can offer them is a big deal. And it can mean meeting the budget for rent at the end of the month and not. Yeah. So it really is important in that sense. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of satisfaction knowing that I'm protecting those employees and those employers by protecting the employees. Yeah, yeah. If you do one well, you do the other well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So uh, are you uh, an early riser? Uh, do you like to get up and get after it in the morning? or? I do indeed. Um, I wasn't normally like that, but my previous job was working at a coffee shop, and I opened every morning, so I got up at 5 a.m. to get to Catalyst Coffee Company at 6 a.m., so I'm used to those early rising. Um, I would say, unfortunately, I probably stay up late, but nothing productive happens to stay up late. So I would, I would definitely say I'm an early riser. That's where all my productivity comes from. Okay. So you feel like you're more productive in the early hours of the day. Yeah, I am. And, uh, maybe you can think more clearly. Yeah. yeah. Th- those, that, um, helpfulness definitely drains away after like 7 p.m. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks, if you ask me for help after 7 p.m. <laughs> I understand. I told someone the other day, it might even have been you, that uh, once I have spent my day working and then I get home and have a meal, it's I'm pretty much worthless after that. Yeah, you, you know, you definitely said that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's how I am. And I've I've been an early riser most of my life. I grew up on the farm, so mm. we went to work at uh, usually at you know around daylight, which was six to six thirty, and then uh, in the in the retail business and went to work at six o'clock in the morning too. So it kind of gets ingrained on you. So now I wake up whether I have anything to do or not, which I still do, but I wake up early. It just, it just how the body clock gets, it yeah. kind of finds its rhythm there. Um, so in, in the business and it doesn't matter what kind of business, but we're talking about the kind of business you do, what, uh, what do you see as as a challenge for you out there uh, that's an immediate challenge? And if you think about it any longer term, uh, do you have anything that's kind of presented itself at this point and you think, wow, that's going to be a challenge? Uh, what what do those look like for you? Um, I would say a challenge would, would definitely be reaching out to those larger employers who've already established um insurance contracts and relationships that I'm going to try and break through and convince them that what we have is um, helpful and necessary and um, hopefully superior. That would definitely be a challenge. Okay, okay. That that's, That is a definite challenge. You know, especially with my youth, because I assume yeah. that they will be looking for experienced people. Um, and I'll definitely work hard to get my research done, but... You know, not, no gray hairs here. Not yet. <laughs> well, I, I used to have gray hairs. Most of those are gone now. So I can take care of that role. You don't need that role. But uh, but uh, being, uh, being younger and energetic and willing to work is important. And, uh, you know, we talk about in the business all the time is none of us know everything, but we have contacts and relationships for people that do know when we need a question answered or a situation addressed. And so that's going to be behind you. We were talking the other day, 
you know, your confidence can be that you're going to do your absolute best work for those people that are willing to trust you. And even though the expertise comes over time, you have access to plenty of uh, counsel behind the scenes and, and experts in the field you're in that can assist when questions come up. So I absolutely count on leaning on that, especially early on. Yeah, for sure. And really, you never get away from that because the insurance business is so broad that no one knows everything. And even if you're in a very tiny, we call it niche of business, the, the amount of knowledge needed is still vast. And so you always need a, uh, a people behind you that are even deeper experts in things. So having that network of, of brain power, so to speak, is, is an important thing and it doesn't ever really go away. Sounds like life lesson number one. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> probably so. So uh, in, in this business, and, and you've been here long enough now, uh, do you kind of have a, uh, a view into the technology that you're going to need to use? And what, what, are, what are your thoughts about that? Um, certainly a lot more technology than I expected to see here. I'm really impressed with the amount of technology utilized enable, that enables us to connect with employers and um, potential customers. Um, so I have been using a lot. There's lots of um, specific websites and um, other really useful tools that I think that um, I've done a lot of research on to help me connect with these and potential employers and customers. Yeah. Uh, in today's world, it's absolutely necessary. Uh, we, no matter what type of business in, uh, you all, you're in, you're, you feel pressed for time. There's never enough time to get things done. So if you can, if you can eliminate the stress points of things that have to be done, whether it's an enrollment form or a presentation or all those things, uh, then you can take a pain point away from people. Uh, we were talking earlier about payroll and deductions, you know, and you you have a solution to that if someone needs that piece of it yep. for a small employer. We sure do. Yeah, yeah. So that technology doesn't replace people. It just makes things work better and enables you to, uh, to do what you do uh, at a higher level of expertise. Yeah, I think that'll be a good selling point helping our potential employ uh, customers understand that we can save them not just insurance policies, but save them time as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The various and tools, extra tools we have. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's a good thing. Um, is there any uh, particular way that you see the future, and this is kind of a general question, just from your perspective at where you are in life, are you hopeful? Do you see a lot of general challenges? You know, we're in an economic place right now where uh, one of my clients said he filled up his gas tank uh, Sunday and his pickup truck and it was $171 for his uh, diesel pickup. That is oppressive when it comes to your paycheck, you know, buying gas. So wh what do you feel like as, uh, and I'm not gonna say your age, but as a young man, facing the challenges in general that we face. What's your feeling about that? Um, well, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that the economy writes itself slowly but surely. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of things I've been thinking about. Not only does the gas 
re, uh, reflect the economy, but also like um, the re, uh, housing market. Mm-hmm. Looking to get move into my own place real soon, and um, especially as far as it goes to the house, starting a family and whatnot. And um, there's not every, especially in this local area, everything's being bought up by people from New York and California and Florida who are not satisfied with it, where they're living. Uh, I had a special insight into that when I worked at Catalyst because Catalyst is attached to a hotel and people would come stay at the night at a hotel and come down for breakfast mm-hmm. in the morning and I would see, I'd get the opportunity to connect with them and say, hey, where are you from? And I'm from, I'm from New York and I'm from California and I'm from Florida almost every single time if they weren't from Tennessee. Wow. So they're, it's just, this is a beautiful place and a good place to be. But, you know, it comes with its own consequences. Yeah, it does. When you're popular, the price goes up, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I'm finding out. So that would be um, something I would say I'm a little nervous about. But mm-hmm. um, hopefully just being successful in this industry will mitigate those nervous feelings. Yes, yes. And, uh, and I think that's true. Uh, obviously, finding meaningful work that you can apply your, your skill and knowledge to uh, and then be successful in that has a huge impact on your family and, well, your future family that you're planning at this point anyway. So for sure it does. Um, so uh, if we are thinking about business, which we are, and your target is going to be business owners and how you can uh, help them with retaining and attracting employees, what would be your business bottom line tip, your best business bottom line tip from your perspective and what you're trying to do? That's a good question. I would have to say that pouring into your employees in a loving and helping way, helpful way is not only ethical, but it's also profitable. So as of last year, the U.S. turnover rate was nearly 60% which is crazy and um, all that turnover and um, training new employees is expensive for especially the, the mid-level employees maybe not necessarily the lower levels but um, pouring into those people and making them feel valued will also you know they'll, they'll increase their productivity mm-hmm. they'll, they'll care about you and not just do the minimum they have to to get paid um, which is obviously super helpful for the business owner and um, it's a benefit to everybody. Yeah, and it shows up on the bottom line. Uh, the the business that gets more productivity from people, the bottom line gets blacker. And one of the things that we say as our goal in having the podcast is to help people turn their bottom line from red to black. And uh, when the bottom line's black, it means there's money to take care of your family as the business owner. And... Uh, those employees have a huge impact on that bottom line. And of course, it's not news. Everyone knows that. But if you can do things that will help that employer uh, keep those best people and attract good new ones, then that's a worthy goal. And as you are able to accomplish that, you'll have an influence on business in the community and beyond because you're not uh, uh, constrained by any geographical map uh, you're going to help people wherever you find the opportunity to help them, right? Looking forward to it.
Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate being able to get acquainted with you. Thank you very much. And uh, we look forward to good things in the future and uh, lots of contacts that are going to turn into uh, new relationships for you and really uh, helpful situations for the employer. So thanks for, thanks for being part of us and thanks for being with us on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I'm super excited. Well, that's a wrap for today's Business Bottom Line podcast. Take that tip and make your bottom line turn from red to black. Next week, we'll talk with another special guest, and we'll see you right here next time in the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. This is The Stash saying we're here to inspire, inform, and improve your bottom line so you can grow, grow, grow. Grow.